always bet on black. Wesley Snipes, passenger 57. Welcome again to the Chuck Series Companion. I am your host, the Jstrom. And today we are going to cover Season 1, Episode 11, Chuck vs. the Crown Vic. Thank you guys so much for joining me again and listening to the show. Hopefully you're listening because you love Chuck, or you're just now getting into Chuck, or whatever. But thank you for listening nonetheless. I am happy to be here. And uh, I am happy to talk about Chuck versus the Crown Vic. It's amazing how quickly I'm getting through season one, isn't it? I, it's already episode 11. It feels like I just started this podcast like a few weeks ago. It's insane. So I want to keep up the pace uh, doing this one show a week, and hopefully I can do it. I mean, it's still going to take a while, but the idea isn't to just finish the series, like get through with it as quickly as I can. It's reliving the series and enjoying it one episode at a time, uh, talking about individual things that are funny, etc. That, uh, you know, it's just fun to uh, spend some time with each episode again thinking about what made me laugh and what I enjoyed and stuff like that and sharing it with you guys. So I hope you guys like it. Um, Before we get into the episode, I have a voicemail from Jim from Massachusetts, and I'd like to play that. So let's go ahead and check that out. Hello, Jim. Hey, Jason. Uh, This is Jim from Massachusetts. I'm just calling to leave you some feedback on your Chuck series companion. And I got to tell you, this this episode's kind of I, this is one of my favorite episodes, honestly. I mean, I, I haven't completely finished the show yet. I am on the fifth season. I just watched the first episode. But uh, this episode I remember real well because I was watching it on Netflix, and my wife had come into the room, and she usually gives me a little bit of crap in some of the shows I watch. But I was watching this ep- particular episode, and it was the part where Chuck was being taken out of the Buy More by... Um, the, the bad guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but Tommy. it was the part right where he says pineapple and all that chaos ensues in the buy more. And she's sitting there going, what are they talking about with this pineapple thing? And I said to her, I said, oh, you know, I really think you'd enjoy the show. And she actually ended up watching it. She finished the season uh, recently herself, probably about a week ago. Uh, she has a little bit more time than I, I do. She actually stays home with our son. But uh, I'm hoping to finish it within the next couple well couple of weeks but we are moving shortly to florida so i might have to fall behind a little bit but i'm enjoying going along with the show and listening to your podcast it gives me you know i listen to them at work and sitting there laughing people are looking at me like i'm nuts because of uh just remembering how much enjoyment i get out of the show and you do a great job and it's great listening to you so keep up the good work and i look forward to the next episode and i will uh Hopefully, you get a chance to call and leave some more feedback when you when the next uh, episode is dropped. So, 
All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Jim. I love getting feedback, and I love hearing that you're listening to the show and watching Chuck. That's fantastic. I mean, you're almost done with the series, and uh, just thinking back to that, I was so bummed out when the series was wrapping up, but you always know you can go back to the beginning, so it's cool that you're listening to the show where you can kind of start over the series at the same time as finishing it. (laughs) But thank you so much, Jim. If anybody else would like to send feedback, you could send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com. You could attach a sound file into an email and I could play it on the show. Or you could call and leave a voicemail at 1206-309-4729. And once again, you could also go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com to check out the site and see all the previous shows and the previous blog postings I've done about each episode. I write a little bit about each one and post links to the songs or recaps and stuff like that. So that's chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. Also, if you would, subscribe to the show on iTunes, and you can also review the show on iTunes and rate it. Right now, there's about nine ratings of five stars. So the people who did that, I thank you so much. And I also thank the people who took the time to review the show. All right, guys. What do you say we get into Season 1, Episode 11, Chuck versus the Crown Vic? It was written by Zev Boro. And it's interesting, I don't know who Zeb Boro is until, of course, I check out his credits and I see that he was the executive story editor on Chuck and he did 42 episodes. So that's pretty cool. He was a story editor on Chuck, but he also wrote six episodes of Chuck. And right now he's working on Forever with Chris Fedak. So that's pretty cool. And this episode was also directed by Chris Fisher. This is his only episode of Chuck that he directed, but he has directed like 10 episodes of Warehouse 13, 13 episodes of Person of Interest, and he's still directing today. So that's pretty cool. Now let's get into the episode. Now, if you remember the way Chuck versus the Nemesis ended, Sarah was in her room, Chuck was calling on her cell, and Bryce was calling on her landline at the same time. And it kind of ended ominously. You didn't know who she was going to choose. And it faded to black. So in this episode, when it begins, we still don't know Sarah's decision yet. But when the episode starts, we get a little bit of Nelly and some pimp juice. <laughs> and we have the Buy More. And it looks like there's some gambling going down at the Buy More. Let's check it out. Pimp juice. And it looks like Lester is spinning a dreidel and everyone's betting on it. And then you see when the dreidel falls, no one really knows how to play dreidel. And they're looking to Lester for... What does that mean? What, what, what does this mean? Do we? Do I win? And Lester takes the opportunity to tell them what it all means. I have a feeling he's making it all up from the top of his head. Whoa, what, what whoa, is whoa, that? Whoa. What's, What's that squiggly thing? Last time what I did bet on it. Kimmel, I win. Ah, sure. Yes, yes. Kimmel beats high. Pay up, buddy. I thought 
Hi, was the best. Yes, I know you think so, but Anna, this is the Parcheesi of my people. All right, don't question my spirituality. Now hand over the cash. I apologize. And also we see it's one of the best times of the year, guys. It's Christmas time. Because remember the last episode, it was Thanksgiving. Now it's into Christmas. And they've decorated the store. And one of my favorite things about Chuck is when they do holiday episodes. So this is the big Christmas episode. And, uh, you know, there's decorations. Everyone's wearing elf and Santa hats. It's fantastic. We also have a Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Lives playing. You know, you're in the whole mood, the whole festive holiday mood. But Chuck is not. He's there staring at the window at the Wienerlicious Waiting to see if Sarah indeed shows up. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a Decided to take up bird watching. Just breathing in the view. <clears throat> I know that grunt. Yeah, that's the number seven, right? Skeptical with a side of cynicism. Just clearing my throat. Couldn't help but notice Agent Walker's car isn't in her usual spot. Oh, I didn't, uh, it's weird. I didn't even notice. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> Fine, maybe I did. So, have you talked to Sarah lately? Agent Walker and I don't do a lot of fraternizing off hours. Guess we'll just have to see. See. See what? what, what see what? See if she's had enough of the good life here with you. See if she's hightailed it to wherever your buddy Bryce is hiding himself. Is that, uh, is that an option? Oh, don't worry. I hear there's a great selection of new handlers in this year's CIA Christmas catalog. Are there? Thanks a lot. You get the feeling that Casey loves torturing Chuck. <laughs> but then Morgan shows up and Chuck's not really sure who he's talking about. She's a liar. Not to be trusted. What's that? Women. Man, they're so elusive, so unknowable. Okay, they wrap you in this wool sweater of lies and it keeps you warm, but it makes your neck all itchy. Who, who are we talking about exactly? Anna. And by the way, never trust a woman whose name is a palindrome, okay? Uh, how, how do you know she's a liar? I waited outside her house last night in the bushes. I saw her get picked up to go out, then dropped off exactly three hours and 24 minutes later. She's cheating on me. My Anna Banana is cheating on me. In the bushes? Well, I bought a sandwich, oh. you know. Listen, she's lying to me, okay? And our relationship is built on trust. Chuck, sex and trust. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Two big prerequisites, I guess. What's cool is you and Sarah are so pure and simple, you know? I wish you were born like a dog or a dolphin. Dr. Dre. Who's cheating on Dre, man? Oh, poor Morgan. He's a hot mess. Well, then Lester and Jeff show up and they need Chuck to go with them on a call. Because Jeff's not allowed out during holiday season, unsupervised. Hey, sir. Uh, I'm going to install a job over Marina Del Rey. Okay, well, go with God, fellas. No, 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 Big Mike says you have to come with us, because you know that Jeff's not to be left unsupervised around the holidays. You want to try my eggnog? No. I'm sorry, fellas. Is it okay if you guys go by yourself, okay? Because man is cheating on me. Ouch. Who's the lucky guy? Maybe it's not another guy. Okay, let's strap on our life jackets and hit the marina. See, that's why I've sworn off women. I'd just like to be that guy right now, all heartbroken over a lady. <laughs> Bitches ain't nothing but tricks and hoes. You said it, Buffalo. Oh, Jeff and Lester. Now cut to Sarah's place, and she's asleep. It looks like she's had a rough weekend, and it doesn't look like she wants to get out of bed. 
And I have proof of that when she throws her knife into her alarm clock. By the way, isn't this the most horrible sound in the face of mankind? This alarm sound. I hate it. And I hear it every morning. I feel the same way, Sarah. Now cut to the marina. Chuck, Jeff, and Lester have a job on this awesome-looking yacht. Okay, well, the system checks out and everything's online. Most onboard functions are now controllable from anywhere on the boat. Nice ship. Reminds me of the Pacific Princess. I'm not familiar. Oh, really? (laughs) The love boat. He's referring to the love boat. Chuck, please. Hey, I like the love boat. It's a great show. You got a head on board? I've had a lot of eggnog. Yeah, which you should have left at home, Jeff. You know, not every boat you get on is a booze cruise, buddy. Bathroom is not in there. Nobody downstairs. But then Jeff heads downstairs and he sees these guys counting stacks of dollar bills. No, Jeff, wait. Hey, stop, Jeff, no. Oh, jackpot. Get out. Get out. Go, 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 go. go. Watch this. Watch the what? Oh, what's with all the cash? Oh, see, sister. I'm not your sister. The counting money raised for Mr. Kirk's aid organization from a charity event. Kirk? Is in the, the captain? Lon Kirk, the man who owns this boat. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lon Kirk. He's a billionaire. He owns a country somewhere or something, right? And then some beautiful women in bikinis start walking in, and Jeff gets really excited. But Chuck sees that a dollar bill has fallen on the ground. Incoming. <laughs> oh, Ladies, I'm getting my sea legs. Okay, Jeff Lester, I think uh, we should go now. That would be, uh, sir, you dropped this. And Chuck flashes on the money, and now he knows that it's counterfeit. <laughs> Whatever, so is Cool Whip. Ahoy, hoy. No, Jeff, he meant the money. Uh, never mind. Now cut to Casey's apartment where Chuck and Casey are being briefed by General Beckman and Director Graham. Still no Sarah, though. The serial numbers that Chuck flashed on are a strain of counterfeit currency the Treasury's been trying to crack for years. But perhaps we should wait to debrief you until Agent Walker arrives. Yes. Where is Agent Walker? Uh, ma'am. Agent Walker's currently... Uh, <clears throat> Agent Walker is currently suffering from... A spastic colon, which acts up on her from time to time. So. <laughs> I love that Chuck brings back the spastic colon. <laughs> and the director's like, she has no history of that. She has no history of that. Perhaps we should be scheduled when Agent Walker is feeling better. I'm fine. I'm sorry I'm late. Carry on. As we were saying, Long Kirk now devotes most of his time and money to aid projects, mostly foreign. And we think he's the source. Not confirmed. So Sarah has shown up and Chuck keeps kind of looking over at her. Things are kind of weird. Everything's in the air. He doesn't know she's back. He's happy she's back. And he just doesn't know what to think. So it's best to just concentrate on the mission. However, we have intel that a major counterfeiter is in Los Angeles trying to acquire a new set of printing plates. And how shall we proceed? As far as Kirk is concerned... Very cautiously. He's very well connected. He's hosting a charity event tonight at the new Constellation Yacht Club. Sarah and Chuck will go as guests. Casey is staff. One question. Will Chuck and Sarah be going as a couple? 
unless they have a problem. No problem. Problem? Good luck, then. So, no problem, right? But I'm pretty sure Chuck wants to have a follow-up conversation with Sarah. Hey, hey, Sarah, wait. What's up? Um, nothing. Nothing, really, just, you know, good to, good to see you. Thought you'd be halfway to Bryce by now. Why would you think that? I don't know, because... He offers a pretty exciting life, I guess. Sipping Mai Tais in Jakarta or or assassinating Afghani warlords or whatever it is that you kids do for fun. I'm here because I have a job to do. Right. Right, of course, the job. I better uh, I better be going as well. I gotta punch in. Sarah? Should we, should we carpool on our day tonight? Be at my place at eight. Do you get the feeling Chuck just wanted to say, I'm glad you stayed, <laughs> but he just couldn't do it. Now back to the buy more and Big Mike has a little meeting. He's got the troops together and he's going to talk about the annual holiday party rules. aware this friday is our annual buy more christmas holiday party with respect to our hebrew friends and whatever else we have here so there's no confusion i'll go over the ground rules rule number one jeff no spike in the eggnog can i bring my own no Rule number two, Jeff, no holding the mistletoe over the women and copping a field. Uh, sir, hopefully if Jeff follows rule number one, which I'm sure he might do, uh, then rule number two won't, won't apply. Good point. Okay, who's breaking eats? Uh, I'll be, I'll be making latkes. What's that? Hmm? Um, it's a traditional Jewish pancake. They got tater in them? Yes. They're fried? They are, sir. Good. Uh, Meeting adjourned. We got to find out how to make latkes. What? You mean Lester doesn't know how to make latkes? For shame. So cut to the home theater room and Morgan is just chilling in there, watching the fire roaring on the HDTV when Anna needs to have a word with him. Hey, there you are. You missed the meeting. Jeff has to stay sober and he can't grow up women. I know the drill. Okay. If you don't tell me what's up, I'm going to tickle you until you pee. Please, I don't, I don't want to cut it out. Stop it. I know, okay? You weren't home last night, Anna. You went out. I was in the bushes on a stakeout with my iPod and corned beef. Yeah, I know it's a little weird, okay? But I saw you get picked up. I'm not an idiot, all right? At least not when it comes to this. I'm sorry, Morgan. I did lie. I think I'm gonna be nauseous. Oh no, it's just as Morgan is feared. Or is it? But I'm not seeing someone else. Please, I saw you getting a guy's German luxury sedan, right? It's bad enough that you're cheating, but did it have to be with someone so successful? Morgan, my parents are in town. That was my dad's car. 
Wait a minute. I thought your parents lived in Taiwan. They do. Mostly. They're just in town with a bunch of Taiwanese government muckety-mucks for a charity thing in L.A. Well, then I'd like to meet your parents, all right? And I think if you're serious about this relationship, you should want me to meet them, too. Okay. Okay. Yikes, Morgan. What have you done? You don't want to meet the parents? So cut to the nerd herd desk and John Casey shows up to uh, basically harass Chuck. Hey, would you stop sneaking up on me like that? This is a retail store, okay, buddy? Not Tora Bora. Sarah's got you all up in a tizzy. Flush out your headgear, new guy. We both know the intersect needs as much room up there as we can get. Okay, look, nothing is going on, okay? Better not be. Need your A-game tonight. Stay sharp. So then Morgan shows up, and he doesn't know what to do about the whole Anna Parents thing. What has he gotten himself into? Dude, I think I need your help here. I think I made a horrible mistake. What did you swallow this time? No, no, it's worse, worse. Uh, Anna's parents are in town, right? So I tell her, hey, I'd like to meet them. So she goes, okay. Are you kidding me? What was I thinking? My own parents don't even like me. We're similar. Morgan, Morgan, relax, buddy. It's going to be fine. Just be yourself. That's what Anna likes, right? So will her parents. Yeah, right. You're right. That's what I do. You're Are you insane? You can't be yourself. You have to be better than yourself by like a factor of 10 or 11. I got to take it up a notch. I got to step it up. Who, who should I be? Well, last I checked, there were over like 6 billion people on the planet. Pick anyone. Should be an improvement. Lester, you shut up. Morgan, you relax. Relax. You're going to be fine. Be myself. Rock and roll. I'm going to make a fool of myself. So which would you do? Listen to Chuck and be yourself or listen to Lester and completely make up lies as to better yourself? We'll see what Morgan does later. Now cut to Sarah's apartment and Chuck is kind of pacing outside, not ready to go in. He's got a lot of things on his mind. I think it's just because he doesn't know where things stand with Sarah. Yes, it's good that she stayed he still has her in his life, but he doesn't know where to go on from there because he's so confused about the kiss and all that stuff. So he doesn't really have his head in the right place right now. It's open! Not a morning person, I see. Well, it depends on the morning. So we're clear on everything, eyes and ears, on anything that can trigger a flash. Our cover is that we're a couple. You're Charles Carmichael. Yeah, I got it. Should be pretty fun, right? It's work. It's okay. I got it. Okay, well, uh, ready to go to work? Wow, things are a little bit awkward there. Sarah has defined this as work... And Chuck brushes her hand away when she goes to straighten to his tie. Now let's cut to the charity event. And here it is, guys. Some of my favorite Tim Jones music. This cool Chuck theme. It's like James Bond. I love it. It's awesome. If 
expecting me to hit the tables tonight. I'm going to need a no-interest spy loan or something like that. You'd be shocked what a government supercomputer pays these days. The CIA staked us. You have a hundred. Huh. Well, that's ample. Oh, that's nice. A hundred bucks? That should be good to gamble on. But what's this? Chuck picks up a martini? Since when do you drink martinis? Oh, oh, I don't know, but Carmichael loves them. There he is. Let's go. <laughs> ah, roulette, huh? My favorite game, aside from Call of Duty. Tips, please. 100, sir. Good luck. Don't lose it. <laughs> I love it. Casey's the dealer. Don't lose it. I don't believe we've met before. I'm Lon Kirk. I'm the host of this evening's event. I know the people of Taiwan are deeply appreciative of your generosity. Oh, well, cheers. The name's Carmichael, Charles Carmichael. Pleasure. And your stunning companion. Sarah Walker. Pleasure. Indeed. May I ask, Mr. Kirk? Lon, please. Lon. I was uh, wondering how you came to focus your charitable efforts on Taiwan. Well, I started doing business there, and I just fell in love with the people. Their indefatigable spirit, and I said to myself, three and nine, please. Yes, sir. I said to myself, Lon, you can help. That's wonderful. And I always bet on red, because it reminds me of all the pain and suffering in the world. How noble. Any other bets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in. All of it. Always bet on black. Wesley Snipes, Passenger 57. Not a great film, granted. <laughs> Not a great film, <laughs> granted. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that, Chuck? You sure you want to risk it all, sir? I want to reconsider. Doesn't seem prudent. Prudent? <laughs> I mean, here I thought we were gambling, right? Plus, if I lose it, it goes to charity anyway, so here's the losing, right? Cheers. That's are in 100,000 on black. What? $100,000? Is that what you just said? Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I, don't, I didn't realize it's a normal. It's a normal bet for me, $100,000. So come on, Black. Black, 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 Black. <laughs> come on, honey. Cheer for Black. Three red. Oh, Chuck. Do you guys do mulligans in roulette or, or any kind of a duo? Is there like a, a, a thingy? If you'll excuse me. Did you really just wink at him? Did you really just lose $100,000? Yes, he did, Sarah. But what's this? He sees Lon Kirk talking to some man, and he flashes on him. Kirk is talking to Roshan Chen. He's the Taiwanese attaché to the premier. He's dirty. They're using the charity as a front to launder counterfeit money. Okay, something's wrong. I'm going to go over. Chuck, you stay at the table. Payment plan later. Can we? Yeah, it's going to take a long time for Chuck to pay that off working at the Buy More. So Sarah goes over to Lon and she starts hanging on him. And Chuck's not so sure he really likes this. You've been a little obvious, don't you think? Relax, Chuck. She's just doing her job. So Sarah goes to drop Chuck off at home and he wants to know what she was talking about with Lon Kirk. So, uh, what did, uh, what did you and Kirk talk about? Uh, he invited me to his yacht tomorrow afternoon. Okay, what time should I be ready? No, just me. Oh, just, just you alone on his yacht. Kind of disrespectful to your boyfriend, don't you think? 
Chuck, Bryce is not my boyfriend, and even if he was, he'd understand this kind of work. I meant Carmichael, actually. But don't worry, Carmichael's booked up tomorrow. Anyway, very, very busy schedule. So, good luck and good night. Wow, that didn't go very well, did it? Yikes. Now let's listen to a little bit of Henry Turner's Crystal Band with the song, Giving My Love Up To You. And this scene is hilarious. Chuck goes to take out the trash and he looks over and there's Casey washing his crown Vic. And he looks like he's the happiest man in the world doing it. Nice car. Not just any car. It's a 1985 Crown Victoria. But like the lady, she doesn't like it when I talk about her age. I'm not really a car guy, so I don't really... Pretty pretty shiny, though. Yeah, she's shiny. 4.6 V8 engine. Hydroglide transmission. Reupholster the prisoner containment area. Even installed a state-of-the-art GPS tracking system in the license plate. Can locate this baby anywhere in the world in less than a minute. <laughs> um, why would that be necessary? Or maybe it's necessary for later on in the plot. But um, anyway, that's great. That that's really great, Casey. You can buy ten more just like her. With the money you pissed away on one spin last night. I knew you weren't going to let that go. How did I know that? Uh, so so, what exactly is Sarah's mission on that guy's boat today? Get close to Lon Kirk. By any means necessary. Wait, are you, you're saying she's going to go down there and flirt with Lon Kirk alone? I mean, do, you, do you have any idea what kind of message that gives? And I hear Agent Walker can be quite the giver. <laughs> <laughs> he loves torturing Chuck so much. And it's hilarious. Now cut to this lovely posh restaurant right on the marina and morgan shows up on his 10 speed and he's there to have dinner with anna and her parents how's it going okay do me a favor and keep it up front oh so morgan you work at Bimo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, that's correct. And Anna will tell you that I got the old nose with the grindstone. You know, not literally, of course, because that would hurt. And is that where you see yourself in, say, five years? That's a tough question. I can tell you where I don't want to see myself in five years. Prison or under house arrest. Doing anything that involves uh, a lot of chopping, deep knee bends. No nudity. Waiter, cocktail. I generally try to keep my 
close on, you know. It's but something weird happens here. Morgan starts hearing Lester in his head. Are you insane? You can't be yourself. You have to be better than yourself. Are you guys having lobster? Could you bring back a doggy bag? Where am I from? Wow. Where are any of us really from? I myself hail from many fathers. Nietzsche, Sartre, Jarrell. Uh, Encino. He's from Encino. There I was. There I was. There I was. In the Congo. When you guys eat Chinese food, do you get hungry an hour later too? There she was. You don't mind, do you, babe? You know who else famously smoked a pipe? Boyhood hero of mine. Yeah, yeah, quite the yachtsman himself. One pop by the sailor man. Anyone? Huh? Uh, yikes. I'm not sure how great this is going there, Morgan. But Morgan looks outside and he swears he sees Sarah on a yacht in a bikini, no less. And there's some other dude and he's got his paws all over her. So he's going to be a good friend and call Chuck right away. Hey, Morgan. Uh, hey, hey, dude, we got a possible situation here. Hey, now, I'm out lunching with Anna's parents at some fancy yacht club in the marina. Okay, when who do I see but someone who resembles the future Mrs. Chuck Bartowski? Right now, she's getting lotioned up by some creepy Richard Branson meets Willem Dafoe-looking dude, right? And he is all over her, man. I mean, he is really greasing her and working up this lather. I mean, it's just, it's uh, quite a scene over here. And, um, uh, hey, listen, I got to go, man. Lost figure. It's hilarious how Chuck is imagining Sarah and Lon on the boat, and she keeps flipping her hair back and laughing. It's hilarious. And also, I noticed Chuck finally has an iPhone in this episode. Yay, Chuck! He's finally moved on from that little weird Sony slider phone he had. Cut to the marina, and we see Casey. He's got binoculars, and he is keeping an eye on Sarah on her task when Chuck shows up out of nowhere. Don't shoot, put the gun down. You can have the jelly filled. What are you doing here, Bartowski? Thought you might be hungry, you know. Friend, a uh, friend kind of a thing. Where's Sarah? Oh, that's it. You think your girlfriend's stepping out on you? Agent Walker's fine doing her job, see? Plus, we have a whole team here. Back her up. Okay? So you can beat it, Bartowski. Oh my god, they're going down. So Chuck doesn't like the idea of Sarah going below deck with Lon when he flashes on a crate being loaded onto the boat. Chuck, what is it? They're loading counterfeit plates onto that boat. They're hidden in, in crates marked as aid medicines. What? Yeah, I just flashed on a crate they just brought on board. That's why Kirk just brought Sarah below deck. This guy's important, Chuck. We can't be wrong. You sure? I just flashed, I'm sure, okay? This is Casey. We're going in. Well, Chuck did flash on it, so uh, this is good intel, right? Get on in there, guys. And meanwhile, Sarah's there with uh, Lon Kirk, and we'll just see what happens. Who are you people? NSA, stay right there and let us do our job. Your job? Do you have any idea who I am? Open it. That crate is a bonded humanitarian shipment certified by the United Nations. It's illegal for any of you to open it. Well, I can make some phone calls. Hope you don't mind waiting. Oh, I do. So we won't. Medical supplies. For the earthquake victims of Taiwan, I wanted to deliver it myself. We leave tomorrow. 
Now, if I could get your names and agency affiliations, I want to make sure that everybody is properly accounted for when I speak to your boss's bosses later this evening. Uh, that could have gone better. Well, cut to Chuck's house and Sarah rings the doorbell and I'm pretty sure she's not pissed at Chuck at all, right? <laughs> uh... Ellie or No. They're at work and hello to you too. What the hell happened today? I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I had a flash. Right when I went below deck with Kirk, it's pretty convenient timing, I would say. What are you talking about? Just when you thought that I was getting intimate with Kirk, you decided to have a flash. What exactly are you implying? That I faked the flash and I'm a flash faker? Yep. <laughs> I like that. A flash faker? I think we need to discuss the fact that you let your emotions get in the way today. My emotions? Things have been a little off since the incident, Chuck. Really? And what incident are you referring to? Agent Walker, huh? Could it be the incident where you planted a kiss on me right before a bomb was supposed to go off, ending our lives? That same kiss right before your boyfriend Bryce came back from the dead? That kiss? Stop saying kiss. It happened, okay? What's done is done. Can we just not talk about it, please? Okay, fine. Absolutely, of course. Just answer me one little thing. Chuck. Did you kiss me that night because you thought we were going to die and mine were the most convenient lips around, or was it actually about me? What happened was a mistake. One I will not make again. Ooh, ouch. Now let's cut to the buy more, and Morgan has his captain's hat on. He's pretty proud of himself. He's a fancy yachtsman now, I guess. And he's making a general ass out of himself. Well, well, well. Looking good, Morgan. Well, feeling good, Charles. And how was uh, meeting Anna's parents? Uh, it was it was fine. You know, I think it went uh, okay. Ish. Let's just say he wasn't the Morgan we've all come to know and love. Hey, Captain Stubick. Morning, Michael. You know, I was thinking about focusing my energy on the starboard side of the store today. Hey, I'm loving these love boat references. You don't change into some regulation clothing right now, I'm going to kick the starboard side of your ass. Why do people hate the rich? Hey, listen, speaking of starboard, uh, Anna's parents invited us, or at least Anna, on a cruise with some of their big shot Taiwanese friends. You and Sarah should join us. Supposed to be some big wig diplomats there. You and Sarah should be hanging out with diplomats, Chuck. Oh. Or just you. Right. I'm sorry, dude. Did you find out that was Sarah yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't her. Must have been some other busty, long-legged blonde. Or a dime a dozen around here. Figured it wasn't her, you know. And to be honest with you, I wasn't looking at her face. <laughs> <laughs> well, boat later? Huh? You? Me? Shrimp cocktail's supposed to be served? Thanks, buddy. But uh, I think I'm going to stay landlocked tonight. All right. Well, suit yourself. No hoy hoy. Wow, uh, Chuck just made a blatant lie to Morgan, but it's harmless, right, guys? <laughs> now let's cut to General Beckman, basically wondering just what happened yesterday. Which part of handle Long Kirk with caution wasn't clear? Agents Walker and Casey? Chuck Flash, General. Our decision to raid the boat was based on the information we received from the intersect. Except Chuck was wrong. We think Kirk must have managed to hide the plates somehow. Where? We don't know, so you moved in anyway. Is there something that might have caused Chuck to think those plates were on Kirk's boat? Anything that might have caused his flash? Not that we're aware of. I don't want the two of you anywhere near Kirk from now on. Both of us, but he doesn't suspect me. We don't know that, and we can't risk it. So until further notice, consider yourselves benched. 
Well, here's an interesting scene. Okay, Casey and Sarah have been benched, and Casey's pretty pissed about it. And he wants to know, finally, did Sarah compromise herself with the asset, which is Chuck? And that's not what she wants to talk about at all. She wants to know, did you ever want anything else out of this life? And Casey's kind of like, when they took their jobs, they made a choice, and this is how it is. And that's the answer he gives her. But I'm not sure it's good enough for Sarah right now. It was a bang-up job, Walker. And I'm going to give you one last chance to come clean. Did you or did you not compromise yourself in the intersect? Do you ever just want to have a normal life? Have a family? children the choice we made to protect something bigger than ourselves is the right choice hard as that is for you to remember sometimes i'll talk to chuck and if i can't fix this then i'm going to ask for a reassignment Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, cut to the buy more, and Chuck, he's looking at his iPhone, pictures of him and Sarah having a good time, eating his noodles, when Morgan texts him a picture of him on the boat with Anna's family, and in the background, he sees something very interesting. Oh. Gilligan. Uh -huh, hey there, little buddy. So with a little bit of computer magic, he zooms in on the picture and he sees Rashawn on the boat with some other crates. Let's ride Rashawn's boat. <laughs> Chuck quickly runs over to Casey and he's got to tell him the news. This baby's got it all. You got four main burners. Hey, hey, we need to talk. Later. I'm about to move a Beastmaster. No, now. Fine. Be right back. Better be good. Morgan sent me a JPEG from the Taiwanese attaches yacht, okay? I uploaded it to my computer and then I used an Excel software device to break down the data into readable bytes. English, Bartowski. I blew up the photo. The counterfeiting plates are on Rashawn's boat with Anna and Morgan. These are the same crates you flashed on yesterday, the ones that got us benched. Did you just hear what I said? Morgan and Anna are on... Look, I'm right about this. The Intersect is right about this. Orders are orders. Well, that didn't work, but maybe he could go to Sarah and tell her the same thing, and maybe she'll be more receptive. You're winner, sir. Excuse me, look, I need to talk to you. Jeff, please, not now. Sarah, these are the same crates that I flashed on yesterday, right here, on a boat with a Taiwanese attache, the one you saw arguing with Kirk. He's getting away with the plates. You think Kirk put the plates on Rashawn's boat? Yes. Look, I know that your orders are to stay away from this, but you have to believe me. The plates are on that boat, possibly with Morgan and Anna. Look, trust me, I wouldn't even be here right now if I wasn't 100% sure. Where, what are you? Let's go. Well, that worked. Now Sarah and Chuck are on their way to the marina when Casey shows up too. Chuck! Sarah! 
What are you doing here? Someone needs to protect the intersect, huh? Well, that's very thoughtful. Thank you very much, I guess. We'll say they don't want to miss any gunplay. Come on. Well, I can respect that. He doesn't want to miss gunplay, right? I don't love when they... <laughs> When they run up and they see the yacht, it's Morgan right on the front of the boat like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. And then Chuck spots something on the side of the boat and he flashes on it. Oh, there he is. There's a GPS missile tracking device on the ship. They're going to blow it up. Kirk's got his money. He's going to bury the evidence. I'm king of the world! King of the world! <laughs> oh, Morgan, you have no idea that your life is in danger right now. I'm king of the world! They're loading something onto Kirk's yacht. That's it. That's the missile launcher. We're going to follow him out and use it to take out the time when he's out of she's boat. You want Morgan on it? Little buddy. Casey, I'm going to create a diversion. I'll get the guards. Chucky. Yeah, I know. Stay in the car. I got it. Not this time. We've got a GPS tracker on this ship. The rocket guides itself. Are the coordinates set? Yes, sir. I've just got to pull the trigger. No. When the time comes, I'll pull the trigger. I never liked Rashawn anyway. Sir, we've got a situation. And what have we here? We have Sarah showing up to talk to Lon. And I love this whole setup here when Chuck shows up as the jealous boyfriend. Lon! Hi. It's okay, it's okay. Lana, I'm so sorry, but I, I had to talk to you. Well, uh, that's great, Sarah, but we're actually about to push off. I know, I know. Uh, God, this is, this is embarrassing, but uh, it's just since I was here last, I haven't been able to stop thinking about you, and I was just wondering if maybe we could talk or... <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, yeah, okay, we have a couple minutes. Well, well, I see how it is, Sarah. How could you do this? After everything that I've done for you, after all that I've given to you, the house, the house in the Hamptons, or, or, uh, or what about the summers in South Africa, or the winters in Gestadt? You don't own me, Charles. Lon knows how I really feel. You You know what? I actually don't have time for this. <laughs> I love that. I really don't have time for this. But uh, Chuck and Sarah are doing a great job distracting him while Casey sneaks on the boat and he throws the guy overboard. Yeah, I know what you're up to, buddy. I know the truth. Why don't you just go home? Tell me, do you, you know what? It is time for you to go. What was that? Get out of the way! What? The rocket launcher down. Holy crap, he fired the rocket right between Chuck's legs. Chuck's was lucky there. Well, Chuck grabs the GPS device, and he now knows he has to do something quickly so Morgan, Anna, and her family aren't blown to smithereens. Look, look, look. The rocket is guided by GPS software. All software can be reset. Hurry up. Great. Bye. Look at this size. These things are the size of baby cats. You're going to be sick if you don't stop eating those. Yeah, but look at Mr. Wu. Have you ever seen something so huge? Please stop that. This is... 
Oh, and look, 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 look. Fireworks. That's it. The missile is no longer headed for Morgan and Anna, but I don't think their problems are over. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe that worked. Chuck, where's the rocks heading now? I don't know. I reset it. Sure, reset doesn't mean return to sender. Oh, man. Oh, 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 man. Oh, man. Enter another target. Away from us. I need, I need another target first with, with GPS coordinates. I don't know. Casey, what about your car? No. Come on, we're running out of time here. Just tell me where the GPS coordinates are for the ground, Vic. Tell him, Casey. Tell me, Casey. 71477. Uh, really sorry, buddy. Oh! I hate this assignment. I said it was sorry, right? Ah, poor Casey. He lost his dream car. (laughs) Now cut to the Bymore. It's time for the Christmas party, everybody. Oh, oh, sorry, Lester. I meant holiday party. But before then, let's cut to Morgan in the break room. And he looks pretty bummed out. What's going on with the little guy? Little buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. How'd it go with Anna's family on the yacht? Fine until I got seasick and barfed. Was Anna freaked out? She rubbed my back mid-puke and then brought me a warm cloth to clean the shrimp blobs out of my beard. Hmm. She's an amazing woman, dude. And I am a lucky guy. Is there any way you can say that to her instead of me? Yeah, I guess I could, but that would leave me completely vulnerable. You know, kind of like a sweet little puppy laying on his back waiting for his belly to be scratched. Private's just kind of dangling out there for everyone to see. But... I can certainly give it a shot, you know? Doors closed. Time to get polluted. Oh, Jeff. Time to get polluted. Well, here we go, guys. It's time for the Christmas party. Okay, people. <laughs> the official Buy More Christmas... Hey, now. ...holiday party is about to commence. As a reminder, I'll accept all gifts, cash, and checks in my office or under the tree. Keep it clean and be prepared to get down. Aw, yeah, and you know you can't have a Christmas party without Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC, everybody. Woohoo! Full of fear, looked at his dog, oh my god, a ill reindeer. But then I was ill and called a man at a beer, and a bag full of bloody 12 o'clock at night. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right back. <clears throat> Hey, uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry about the whole killing my car thing. Yeah, that again, sorry. She was my dream car. Crown Victoria was your dream car? And why wouldn't it be? Really beautiful lines I've, I've always found. I feel terrible about that, okay? But, but it is the holidays, right? Which is a time for forgiveness. Is there anything I can do to make it up to you? Sure. You can buy me a new car. Ha! 
Uh, yeah, I think he's serious, Chuck. And uh, here we get another fantastic song, Modern English, with I Melt With You. Who doesn't love this song? You're totally serious. I got my jam. No, no. I believe that makes me a winner. I thought Shin beat none. Mm-hmm. And have you been bar mitzvah, Jeffrey? No. Ah, I didn't think so. Right. Well, there's Lester again, taking everybody for their money. They should stop gambling with Dreidel. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> but uh, Morgan, now he's seizing this moment to talk to Anna. Anna, can I talk to you? Uh, I'm really sorry that I was kind of a jerk in front of your parents. You know, I pretended to be something I'm not because I thought... I thought that you were embarrassed of me. Morgan, I didn't want you to meet my parents because I'm embarrassed of who I am in front of them. What do you mean? Pretending to be their obedient little girl, dressing a certain way, not being myself. I don't want you to see me like that. I did miss your pretty makeup and your inappropriately short skirts. But not everything's changed, Morgan. Think the break room doors locked? Let's find out. Merry Christmas to all. <sighs> and to all a good night. Yeah, okay, yeah, you guys run along. But look, Sarah's here. Hi. Hey. I'm glad you I'm glad you came. I got you something. Ta-da! No long clock. Merry Christmas. You shouldn't have. Uh, come on. They're on sale in Home Electronics. Which reminds me, I should probably scan that thing before you leave the store with it. Like, it's also kind of a, kind of a thank you for believing me when you had good reason not to. Well, it's my job, you know. It's what I do. It's the one thing I'm good at. Really? Because I'm pretty sure you're good at a lot of things. Well, as you can see from... Everything that happened with Bryce. I'm not so good at relationships. I guess that makes two of us. And then that makes me good at pretty much nothing, I suppose. Chuck, you're good at your job, too. And not just here fixing computers. You know, the one where you risk your life to save others. The one that you didn't ask for, but we're supposed to have. Friends? Yeah, friends. So that was a nice moment. They're friends. Everything's good. And then Jeff comes along. Mistletoe. You'll thank me later, dude. How about we just dance? Sure. Lame. But then General Beckman calls Casey with some important information. Casey. Major, I am calling to inform you that the beta version of the Intersect computer was successful. This means the new Intersect should be up and running soon. Once the new computer is online... It will be time to take care of Bartowski. 
Roger that. I hope you have not grown too fond of the subject. I would hate for you to be compromised. I understand my orders, General. Oh, and John? Yeah? Happy holidays. Holy crap. So when the new Intersect is up and running, they're not going to let Chuck go back to his normal life. They're going to take him out. This is a very disturbing development on the show. (laughs) Yikes. And unfortunately, that's the show, guys. That was Chuck versus the Crown Vic. And we will have to wait till the next episode to find out what happens. So that was a cool episode. They found a way to kind of calm things down between Chuck and Sarah Chuck was all worked up because he kissed Sarah. He had feelings for her. He thought she had feelings for him, which she does. But they have to agree now just to be friends. They have to just do their jobs and settle everything down. Bryce is, came back, but now he's gone. You know, he's on assignment. So we can just get back to doing missions and stuff like that. So that's where Chuck and Sarah are for now. But now we have this new development of them developing a new intersect and they want to get rid of Chuck, get him out of the picture. So that's kind of scary. So those are some interesting developments. And another thing, you know, what I said I loved about this show, the nice warm feelings at the end with Chuck and Sarah. You've got the cool Christmas party at the Buy More, which, by the way, didn't Thanksgiving just happen? How many weeks is this later? Do they do holiday parties like the first week of December? Or <laughs> but anyway, that's what I love about Chuck. And see, you have this happy, warm moment between Chuck and Sarah. I guess they decide they're going to be friends, friend terms, stop arguing and stuff like that. It depends on how you feel. Like you want them to get together right away or how do you want this to be but then we have the call from Beckman and things aren't as happy as you think they are they're not going to be good for Chuck so I can't wait to see what else happens so guys uh, that was the show and I hope you enjoyed listening to it I enjoyed talking about it I love Chuck and I hope you do too if you would like to send me some feedback send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com or send me a voicemail at 1206-309-4729. Also, check out chuckpodcast.blogspot.com where you'll see all the previous episodes of the Chuck Series Companion and check out all my write-ups for each episode. Also, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a uh, rating and a review of the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show, and I hope you'll join me again next time when I cover Season 1, Episode 12, Chuck vs. the Undercover Lover. Well, until then, see you guys next time. Bitches and nothing but tricks and hoes. You said it, Bubba. Now this is podcasting. Casting.